Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan. I'm Kevin. And today we're going to be talking about Journey. I guess, obviously, uh, we've got Kevin here, so brought, Hi. Uh, <laughs> brought in uh, my friend Kevin to talk about uh, the game Journey. I thought this would be cool. Uh, Kevin's a guy who's definitely into story, especially with like TV and movies. He's kind of the guy that I know who knows about good movies that you need to watch kind of thing. But he also likes video games, so when uh, telling him about this podcast, he'd mentioned Journey as a game that he really liked, that he thought was cool and that I should check out, and so I thought, what better person to talk about this game with than with Kevin himself, so uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> so with that uh, little description of the game, uh, it says that we're going to explore this the ancient, mysterious world of Journey as you soar above ruins and glide across sands to discover the, its secrets. Play alone or in the company of a fellow traveler and explore the vast world together featuring stunning visuals and a Grammy-nominated musical score. Journey delivers a breathtaking experience like no other. So, a little background on the game. Um, it's developed by that game company, and uh, they're known for a couple games. They have a game called Flow, and then a game called Flower. My understanding is that you're a flower on a windowsill. That's pretty much it, yeah. Uh, they've also done uh, this new game called Sky, which actually looks really cool. I didn't even know about it until you know I kind of wrapped up Journey, and I thought you know I wanted to see what this company was up to. Um, so I, I just searched on YouTube to see what they were up to, and, and they've got this game called Sky coming out, where you you know you play as these shadow children, I, I think is what they called it, and you're in this this stunning visual landscape, pretty pretty much like uh, like Journey. You know, there's these huge mountains, and there's this kind of free flow, wandering sort of gameplay. And uh, what the what the developers were talking about was how. Uh, a lot of people after they finished Journey, they said, hey, I love that game. I wish I could have played it with my wife or my kids or, you know, to make it a family event. And so I think that's how they built this game from the ground up was like, oh. let's have the kind of the emotional weight and the impact of Journey and that amazing gameplay. But let's make it so that families can play together, which I think just sounds really, really cool. And if if you look at the, the gameplay demo and the trailer, I mean, it's a work in progress, but you can tell what they're going for. And it's really impressive stuff. So you could have like three or four people play at once? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Definitely will be worth checking out uh, Yeah, in the future because these games definitely are unique. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dan, have you played uh, Flower or Flow? I haven't. Okay, I've actually played both of them. Both I played on the PS3, you know, probably like eight years ago it feels like. So they're, they're pretty old. But uh, Flow, uh, you kind of play as this amoeba and you sort of swallow other amoeba <laughs> creatures and you, you grow and you kind of like, you keep adding on parts to yourself. And the, the point of the game is you keep going deeper and deeper into these these bigger levels, basically. Oh, cool. Um, but it's really fun and it, it, kind of the first game to put this company on the map for me. Uh, I had never seen anything like it and I thought, man, this is, this is great. Uh, I'd like to see whatever these guys are up to next. And then again on the PlayStation 3, they came out with a game called Flower, which they are, you know, you're a flower. <laughs> uh, and you you kind of play, well, I think you play as the wind, actually, and you move the wind to kind of help uh -huh. create more flowers and spread more uh, pollen or something like that. But it, again, another game where I was like, I've never played a game like this. I've never seen anything like this. It looks really good. It's 
really intuitive. Uh, if you remember, the PlayStation 3 kind of had a, a motion control element to its controller. Yeah, and yeah. that's how you controlled your, your wind was you'd uh, you know, kind of cool. lean forward if you wanted to go faster. You could pull back or you could go left or right and you'd kind of swirl around using that. And again, I, I just thought it was really cool and a really interesting way to play a game that I'd never played like that before. Yeah, no, that, that definitely seems to fit their... Um thing is kind of taking the PlayStation or whatever and saying, okay, what can we do with it? And like, how can we kind of take right. some of those to parts that are underutilized, like the motion thing or right. something like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, as, as also mentioned uh, in the description, Journey was uh, score, got nominated for a Grammy, which is pretty wild. And it actually was the first video game that's ever had that happen to them, where uh, their score got nominated for a Grammy. It ended up losing to some movie that I can't remember, but Trent Reznor did the score. So, oh wow! Um, if you're losing to Trent Reznor, I'm sure you feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if someone's gonna beat you at music, that's... so we're so they're the only game to ever get nominated for a Grammy. Uh, for music. Wow. At least, or at least at the time, I don't know if any have since, but Journey was the first. That's crazy to and, think about. And this game is from what 2013 or something, it's, so it's, it's like it's older. Yeah, it could have. It could be the only. Yeah. Know? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. As we've been saying, there's a lot of unique things about this game that make it pretty different than kind of your traditional game you might uh, pick up at the store. So one thing that's pretty different is that there's not dialogue in this right. game at all. Right. You, you don't speak uh, in cutscenes. No one speaks to you. Right. There literally aren't words. Yeah, your character is this unnamed traveler and there's there's no gender there's no real uh face or any really identifying marks other than you have this cloak on it you kind of looks like the jawas from star wars that's what it reminded me of yeah me too <laughs> um and it, i know that i know that makes it sound so weird but i feel like that makes it even better that you know you basically are this character like you're you're implanting yourself on this character because there's no dialogue there's no real like identifying marks on you it's just this is you. Although I, I kind of lie, you're identifying Mark. You can you can make a noise, and that's your mark for your character, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Right. And then each time you play through, you get a different mark. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You look like a Jawa essentially, and you have um a magic carpet like Aladdin kind of. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's what you kind of look like, but that's that's kind of where it is. So that's kind of a unique thing. Um, another big thing in this game is it's very immersive visually and like musically, like as stated above with the Grammy score, but like that, that kind of stuff, like that's a big thing that really brings you in this game more than, um, I don't know, other things that might try to hook you is it's it, like the environment and the feel. It's pretty cinematic cause, um, you know, it seems like music cues will, will cue up to events in the game. So you get to, um, a new world or a new level or you walk under a certain object and accuse the music and it just makes you feel that much more into the world yeah which is really really cool yeah they really really did that well um and so i guess uh on a related note we did talk about some of their other games but aside from them have you ever played any games that are like this at all like i feel it's like pretty I, unique and strange i don't normally play games like this i, I think this one I think if it weren't for word of mouth, I don't even know if I would have played it back then. Sure. You know, I, I think I even got it on a sale. It was pretty cheap. 
and I was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll give this a try and play it, but I, I don't normally play games like this. Um, I do play a lot of story-based games, but this one I, I wouldn't have, like, seeked out by myself. Right. No, not, I'm, I'm similar vein. I think I also picked it up on a sale. I might have got it for five bucks or something. And for five bucks, 100% worth it. Just Definitely. for this experience and what it's like and all right. that. Totally fit. I was thinking the game that uh, I've played that maybe is most similar-ish to this is Dear Esther, but even that has dialogue in that game. You walk around in an island, and a story is told to you through journals. You kind of find out what happens, and it similarly has like a good score, and it looks really good. Um, I guess anyone who's played both of these games, or one of these games, but not the other, I guess, I would say Dear Esther probably looks better, like, because there's a part where you go on, like, a river, an mm. underground river. It looks great. It looked like the National Park should use that game to show how good their parks <laughs> right. look. Like, it, it's fucking cool. Right. Um, but Journey, on the opposite end, I would say, has much better gameplay. Um, I like the music more. I like the, the sceneries and stuff like that. It was great. But I, I would say it's most similar, maybe, to a game like that. But Journey definitely has more gameplay. So if you were someone who played Dear Esther and were like, you only walked, you would like this more because you do do Yeah, there, there's kind of that joke of, of games being walking simulators, and I feel like this one kind of fits that bill. Right. Um, because that's all you do the whole game is, is walk. And, and I know that that might make it sound super boring. Uh, it's really not a boring game at all, but it really does fit that bill of, of a walking simulator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it definitely would fit into that genre. Um, but, I've again, with it, I did think you did get to do a little more, as we'll talk about in a minute. But, right. That you did have actions. It wasn't strictly walking and finding a story. It was a little more than that, but definitely right. less than most games. Right. <laughs> I guess with that, we'll head into kind of a recap of what happened in the game, tell you the story, and so forth. So, of course, um, this is spoiler-filled, so if you want to play Journey, go play it and come back. Otherwise, uh, we'll spoil the shit out of it. So, with that, uh, the game starts off, and you wake up in this desert, and you go and you find kind of the first symbol that's in the game what you end up finding out kind of leads you through your varying levels the symbols are a big part of that so you find your first symbol and you kind of get used to the controls about how you're walking and kind of kind of getting used to the world that's where it sort of starts you off on well what i thought it was i thought it was really interesting how uh intuitive the controls are and how it sort of leads you and makes you use all of the things you can do right in those first couple minutes of gameplay. Yes. And it, it, it does a good job of, of showing you, here's how you do this, here's what you want to do if you see this. And, you know, every game does this, but I feel like Journey excels in it because they use visual cues really really well. If, if you see this huge desert landscape, you see this bright, shining point uh, off in the distance, and you know you're going to start walking to that. Or if you see a little building, you're going to start walking towards that. Right. And it's just, it's just a smart way of, of not telling the person or the player where to go, but uh, showing them, hey, you should go see what this is about. Right, the whole uh, showing rather than telling. Right, kind of thing. right. Yeah, and with that too, for a game with tutorials, normally, you know, you have some guy who tells you how to play the game, essentially, or, you know. Right. Or even, like, the controls will show up on the screen to tell you what to do or right. something. This, instead, it's like, you'll figure it out. We'll point you in the right direction, and you'll figure it out. That's another thing I wanted to point out is there's no health bar. There's no heads-up display. There's nothing telling. There's nothing interrupting the screen. 
There's no hearts or anything like that. It's you'll know if you're about to die. You'll know if you're doing something you're not supposed to. Right. And and, and you'll know where to go, like you said, with right. like a, a light in the distance or something. Like, All right. right. I guess I'm supposed to go that way. Like, no maps, nothing like that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Um, after this, your first real level, once you've kind of gone through this tutorial, is that you need to rebuild this bridge to cross your journey. And so what you end up doing is there's, you know, chunks of bridge that are up and there's chunks of bridges that are on the ground you go there and then you free um a magic carpet essentially which then rebuilds the bridge for you and uh then you uh slide your way across the bridge and on to the next so that's cool like and that introduces something new with the magic carpet showing up and you're okay how do these work and um putting this back together to get across well, I, I think that was a neat way to kind of break up the walking is all of a sudden you're able to kind of float along certain parts and stuff like that just a way to you know speed things up or show you a different way of traveling which i thought was really cool yeah and that's i think this is the first point where you learn if you you know make your your noise or you hold that button down you can sort of activate those magic carpets to, right. to kind of help you along and stuff which was really interesting right and if you're like close to them the magic button will draw them to you right so, yeah right that's cool yeah, so you meet the carpets there. That's great. After this, you end up climbing up a tower after you've met more carpets, and uh, they help you up your way up through this tower. Once you go up the tower, you go back down the inside of it, and you find uh, this destroyed city that you make your way through, and you're kind of surfing almost right. is how I would describe it. Um, right. Because you're going fast, and uh, if you use different things that are kind of like ramps, you'll, like, keep your speed. Right. Uh, it really felt like Mario Kart to me. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I don't, maybe I don't play enough racing games, but that was my <laughs> main comparison. I was thinking about that. <laughs> it actually, a lot of this game sort of reminded me of, for Nintendo 64, there was a uh, Star Wars Pod Racer game. Oh. And something about the way you float in this game and, and the desert and all these different uh, environments you're in, it, it kind of reminded me of that for, for some reason. So I guess if nothing else, it's nostalgic. No, right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. You end up surfing your way through the destroyed city, seeing kind of what's going on. After this, you end up going into some tunnels below the city. And uh, you see these giant kind of snake-like rock monsters. Right. They're called guardians. And they're uh, kind of swimming in the air. Or is it water here at this point? It might be water now. I forget. I think it is. I think water. it is water. Once you go down below right. the city, it's water. Right. Which then that made me feel like a Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like that. It so, kind of it kind of reminded me of uh, the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time. Okay. <laughs> so, again, being underground or being underwater and uh, having, like, the, the blue and, like, the noises sort of all reminded me of that. Yeah. And so you're going, the Guardians are kind of swimming through, and you need to kind of evade your way through. And this was pretty well done because, for me, I definitely felt kind of scared. Right. As this was going because it's kind of dark. It's water. They're right. kind of creeping around, and you're just like, "Don't get bit! Don't get bit!" or whatever. Yeah. Um, did you uh, did you ever fail on this? Like, did you get caught at any point? Uh, I didn't. Okay. Actually. Okay. I get. I do get caught later once. Right. <laughs> Where it hit in the snow level later, it hit me. Right. One of them hit me. Right. But I managed to make it through this one all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that was pretty cool. I really liked the visual here. I thought this was great, the underwater and, and the surprise element of other beings. Cause sure. Otherwise, we'd just seen the carpets, so I didn't know anyone else alive was where you're going to even see them. So. Well, and it's another cool thing about the... Um the, you know the the gameplay, the sound design of the game. Uh, these things sort of make this like whooshing noise as they pass over you, so it makes them feel gigantic, and it kind of it's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. You have these giant things that are just kind of swimming above you, and if you get caught, you die. You have to go back to where you were before. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was a that was a really cool uh, surprise. After this, you end up making your way through the tunnels and you arrive at this temple and what you end up having to do is uh, rise the water levels to get out of the temple and so there's varying um, carpets you use to jump up and so right. forth and as you hit the different symbols the water of the temple once you're out of the temple you get to scale this mountain that is snow covered so this is cool again um, I really liked how this looked and didn't expect to get a snow level after I, I thought it was going to be all sand. So yeah. it was yeah. cool seeing in uh, the back half of the game, it went from sand to destroyed city to underwater right. to snow. Like it, right. it just changed a lot. Well, and this is the part where you start to run into a lot of uh, wind kind of pushing on you. Yeah. And uh, again, it changes the gameplay up where you have to learn how to time things just right to get from one part to the next part yeah. without getting pushed off the mountain or pushed back to where you were before or something like that so i feel like each section sort of adds more and more little gameplay moments that yes. make you do something just a little bit different yeah and this one is where they really got you so they bring right. in the wind element that's hard you're getting right. moved around then they bring the guardians back instead they're flying kind of right uh yep. rather than being underwater so then you're like okay and then there's like almost boxcars essentially that are kind of scattered throughout so you're like okay hide behind the boxcar so the wind doesn't blow me okay the wind's not blowing me run to the next one guardians come in go inside right. it like <laughs> and you have to kind of make your way uh which was cool um this back section is definitely my favorite part of the game right really, i agree really enjoy i it. agree um you end up making it past the guardians and you keep walking through the snow as you walk more you see that uh, the snowstorm is kind of coming in more. It's harder to see. You're getting slower. You ultimately are going so slow that, like, it's almost painful to use your controller to keep right. going because you're like, you're not fucking going anywhere. Right. <laughs> um, and then you collapse. Right. When this happened for me and being in the snowstorm, it really reminded me of uh, this German movie called Stalingrad mm. from, like, the 90s. It's a really awesome war movie about uh, the Germans sieging... Stalingrad, the Russians, and it's like one of those war movies that's like the most uh, nihilistic, like rough shit, like okay. war is bad kind of okay. thing. And yeah. in the in the movie, you end up seeing like a lot of people freeze to death and like yeah. things like that. Like it's yeah. rough. It, like, and there's parts where they're walking and you can't see anything, and you'll like walk by a frozen guy. Like yeah. it's it's rough. It's uh, like that. But it reminded me a lot of that because that's how I kind of felt when I was walking. I. I... You know, I played the game back when it came out in 2013, and then uh, I recently played it again to kind of refresh myself for this. Um, and I feel like both times I was so into my character and along for the ride that you know it's kind of traumatic when you get to this point because you're you're so used to you know just going from point to point, and now you're you're going so slow and you're so tired and 
like you just want to keep going but your controller isn't going anymore uh it was it was frustrating and it just it made me really sad (laughs) yeah especially when your character just doubles over in the snow it's like well dude you're not getting anywhere now you're you're done yeah you're done and uh it almost made you wonder like is the game over like right what's up right um I guess also it kind of reminded me of uh, being beyond the wall in Game of Thrones too, yeah. where it's all Iceland, but yeah. <laughs> just like just this rough tundra. But yeah. you collapse and you're like, okay, is this over? Are you dead? A much larger version of you, something that sort looks of like these you. like guardians, like well, I don't want to call them guardians because that's the name of the flying creatures, but but these uh, gods almost. Yeah, they're like um, they look like you sort of. Yeah, except they're all white right. and they're like four times as big. Right. Right. <laughs> Something like that. So right. they come to and you. they've sort of been guiding you along this whole time. Right. And they seemingly consult you along the right, way. Right, right. Uh, at this point, they come to you and they resurrect you? Sure. It seems. Yeah. Is what it kind of felt like. They bring you back. And instead, you're, um like, souped up. Your uh, magic flying power is at 100, it seems. Right. Um, because you're good at it. Right. And then you uh, just get to fly peacefully right essentially to the top of the mountain uh the scenery gets nice again right you get up there it, it, it's cool and then uh you reach the top and you like walk off yeah i mean there's that whole uh last section where you're flying up to the top of this mountain it's kind of like a review of the game because you see all the elements that you've you've seen already you yeah. see the flying carpets you see the the larger flying creatures you see the evil flying creatures that you've seen before and there's that point where you're kind of going through this like tunnel yeah. of of light and clouds and you're everything's sort of like swirling around you and you're going super fast i thought that was so cool so, yeah. such a, like an like an interesting change of pace because yeah. again you've been going so slow this whole time and all of a sudden you're moving really fast and you have like nothing holding you back anymore yeah yeah because then also on the carpets uh when you when you glide on them as the bridge style, you go faster. Right. That's what reminded me of the Mario Kart thing. Right, I think, is yeah. Because there'd be the parts where you'd speed up because yeah. you're on them. And if you, like, handled it right, you'd just get faster. faster. Right, but, yep. Yeah, you arrive, you see all these things, you get to the end, and then it's like, thanks for playing Journey. Right. <laughs> you're like, all right. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, what what happened? Uh, yeah. Almost. In, 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 like, a good way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did it what did it seem like to you? What do you, What do you think happened at the end? I mean, it's sort of, it's kind of weird, but it seemed like almost a, like, you died or ceased to be, right. and now you've been resurrected or recreated, and you're, like, a new thing. Or right. Something. That's what it felt like to me, and that you're, like, new, and now you're, like, um, you're a better, or, a, I guess, a better being than you were before, yeah, or, like, like the, a more like powerful. Like, the best version of yourself. Right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You've come across the other side. Yeah strange like i've i've never had a game do that or make yeah. me think or feel that and it's like you you're kind of joining your your gods or your ancestors or whatever those were that were kind of guiding you along right yeah that's i guess that's kind of my take what is are you similar take or i i think so yeah um i mean you've got these creatures that look like you that have been guiding you along this whole way and they haven't you know they haven't proven you wrong right like everything you've done that they told you to 
get you to the next point. Right. Um, so that's what I felt like. I guess I thought they were your ancestors or maybe even like a, fir- a future version of you kind of guiding yourself right. along. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really powerful, um, especially that last point where you're, you're kind of flying up and the music's like swelling and... Um, and you know, if you remember throughout the whole game, you're kind of unlocking the rest of these uh, tapestries, right? Um, which is sort of shows these, you know, white beings too, right? Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's what I assumed is there's some sort of ancestor or or a future version of you that's guiding you through this this world, yeah, and, and to them. And because as you went and you opened different things, you got. Um like calligraphy almost that was right. given to you on the walls right that sort of told you what happened but really right. it was kind of like okay there was a city and now there's not was, right <laughs> i kind of guessed yeah but, <laughs> yeah uh yeah it, it, it was interesting yeah I, I definitely not played a game that's out there like right. this i guess is almost right. how you describe it like it's it's just kind of a different thing like yeah i don't know that you could like you could tell people elements of it but they really have to play it yeah it, right Right. I, I would I feel like you couldn't you couldn't walk somebody through everything that happened and then have them want to play it. I feel like you kinda just need to sit them down, hand them a controller and be like, You figure it out. No, right, and say like things that are good in this, like the music's cool, it looks yeah, good, like right. there's things that are yeah, that yeah. sort of deal. I, I will say I, I looked up some videos on YouTube just to see, you know, what other people uh, thought of the game and how they interpreted it after I beat it. And uh, there was one guy I watched his video and maybe we'll we'll link or, or say his name if I remember. Um, but he was saying that the game is sort of an allegory for life. You know, you start off and everything's kind of easy and whimsical and kind of leads you along. And then, uh, you know, you go down into like the underwater world and everything gets a little harder. And then, you know, you, you get kind of, I guess what he was saying was you get to like adulthood and things are kind of pushing against you and trying to push you back. And then at the end, you know, you're kind of slowing down and you, you die and, you end up up going to which is a little a little uh sad right (laughs) you know if this is an allegory for life and things just get hard and then you die right um but but i I thought i thought that was an interesting take on it and i feel like that's that's sort of the charm of the game is that you can get whatever you want out of it yeah you there's i don't think i don't even know if the developers felt like there was one particular uh way of telling you like what exactly happened in the game i feel like it's you know, it, it, the game's called Journey, so you know it, it's your journey, and you you interpret it how you want. Yeah, which was really cool. I would think it would be much more of an experiential thing. Right. I would think that's what they're going yeah. for. And yeah. it seemed like even with the describing of the other games uh, that you've played, for like Flower and so forth, right. like yeah. it it seems similar in that as that yeah. they, it seems their aim as a developer almost is we want you to have this experience. We maybe want you to feel something or see something. Or uh, use your system in a way you don't normally use it. Yeah. Uh, like with the motion controller, like things like that. It seems like they want to kind of hit those, and they're like, people already make you know all these other styles of games. We're gonna hit something that's kind of on the fringes because we think that it's worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, how cool is that to have a game where you don't say anything, you don't fire a gun, you don't really level up. I mean, you do level up. You can collect more. Um, uh, words or phrases you can make your scarf longer which lets you fly more uh, but you don't really level up and you don't really have benchmarks it's just kind of 
you going on this one singular path. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's so cool that you can make a game like this. I, I wonder, like, the development process, like, how do you even think of something like this and then incorporate these cool gameplay mechanics on top of that? Yeah, yeah, that would be... An, I, I would think that these developers would be really cool to get right. talked to. Like, yeah. hear their stuff about yeah. it. Because, yeah, it seems like, you know... They're like, okay, these mainstream things are happening. We don't want to just do that. We're going to do something different. And that carves them a spot. And this game is very for some people. Like, some people, I can see this being one of their favorite games. There's other people who, like you mentioned earlier with Walking Sim type thing, they just brush it off and never play. But I'm sure there's a chunk of people that would put this in their, you know, several favorite games kind of thing or my favorite indie game or my, you know, like that Mm -hmm. sort of deal, which is cool. Like, I think they've carved themselves out a good space. I feel like you see this game pop up on 20 best games ever made or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's never like at the top of the list or anything like that, but it definitely earns a place on most people's lists. And, uh, I think that, that speaks to how unique of a game it is that most people that play it, I, I've never seen anybody say, oh, I hated this game, but most people are touched and, and kind of get like an emotional reaction out of playing this game. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah, really cool. I guess more generally about the game, for me, I don't have PlayStation Live or anything, but I read you could play it as a two-player game. Have you played it with uh, another person before? I did. Uh, unfortunately, nobody plays on the PlayStation 3 anymore. <laughs> Uh, through my whole second playthrough, I didn't get a single fellow traveler. Uh, but back when I first played the game, the way the multiplayer mechanic worked is you would have uh, another player would just sort of pop up. And um, you couldn't talk to them. You didn't see their player profile name or anything like that. They looked like you. Um, they could make a noise and you could make a noise. And that's how you sort of let each other know where you were or like i need help or whatever communication you need to sure. do uh i feel like uh, the first time around playing through a lot of times what you'd end up doing is just you know pushing that button a bunch and making these almost music you know because one person would make a tone that's a little bit higher um. you'd make a tone that's a little bit deeper and you'd sort of have this back and forth conversation and it was fun and uh i feel like it was it was cool because you know now multiplayer games you know you'll have some kid say awful stuff about your mom or something like that right. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't do that with this game you know you, you and even if you didn't want to be helpful it, really your only choice is to go on this journey with the other player huh. so i think that's cool that they they found <laughs> they found a way to make a game where you you can't shit talk and you can't troll really you just have to be in the game with the other person right and uh you know it was kind of bittersweet because maybe you play with somebody for you know two hours you you get through like a big chunk of the game with this person but then if you had to go and come back you're not going to get that same player ever again or you even if you did you wouldn't know so it was it was cool it's like everybody's going on this journey at the same time and sometimes you have somebody going with you sometimes you're going it alone Maybe that plays back into that that guy's YouTube video where you know <laughs> when you're on your your journey, you know you meet certain people and they court it, they jump into your life and jump out at certain points. But right. um, I, I I think that's cool that they just sort of drop somebody else in with you and say, okay, this is your your buddy for this playthrough, um, you know, and you could beat the game together if you want if you keep playing, or you can pick it back up and have somebody new the next day. Do 
so there's not parts where they drop off. So if you theoretically you could play with the same person all the way through. I believe so. I don't want to say you definitely can, but I think you could. Huh. Like if you started the game at the same time with that person and neither of you quit, I could see you getting through the whole game you know, together. That's interesting. Right. Can you like when we're building the bridge or something, do you have to tag team to have that work or are you both just kind of doing it separately? I think you're both kind of doing it separately. But you're both near each other. And but you're both near it. each other and, okay. you know, if somebody wants to wander around and, and you know, kind of look for, you know, any Easter eggs or anything like that, right. you could do that. Look for more of the hieroglyphics or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And did you did you get all of the hieroglyphics? Probably not. Okay, so that's the other thing that, that I remember anyway. Um, my first playthrough, I had to re-download the game so it didn't keep this. But if you get all of the hieroglyphics, you turn into one of those white creatures when you restart the game. Oh. So what's huh. cool about cool. that is it's it's kind of showing almost like a new game plus kind of yeah thing. it's kind it's kind of showing and if you if you have uh, somebody playing with you again then you're sort of this like senior dude oh. this senior traveler who's like done it already and you're kind of you can use your special powers to help these newer travelers on their way because uh, when you when you have the white cloak your scarf is as long as it can go. And I think you have unlimited flying capability. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. That uh, would really up the replay value. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be more careful about getting all hieroglyphics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, got the ones I could, but I didn't, like, look as hard as I probably right, should have. So. Right, right. I, I think cool, it, though. It That's me, interesting. It, you know, it's not like I did it the first time either. And I, I think that that was part of the fun was, you know, the first time you play for the, the journey itself, the second time you go through, you find all those hieroglyphics. Right. And the third time, you're like, oh, cool, I'm this like senior badass traveler. I, I know where all the, hi the hidden secrets are. I know how to you know, get through stuff. So when you have that new traveler come up and they see this, this person that you can tell has been through the game a couple times, it's like, oh, cool, they're going to help me get through. Yeah. They already know what they're doing. Um, I, I thought that was just a really, really cool way of, of uh, rewarding repeat playthroughs. No, yeah, that's great. That's a that's a really good way. And for a game that's not terribly long, um, I think it's, I don't know, between two and four hours? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you could sit through and do this in one playthrough if you really wanted to. I, I didn't, I don't know, did you? No, I actually kind of fucked up. I played, like, half the game, like, three weeks ago, and yeah. then I didn't play it at all, and then yeah. I finished it up two days ago or something like that yeah and that was kind of bad because i felt disconnected so i think that future playthrough if i play it again or anyone who hasn't played it and wants to i would definitely do it in one playthrough or maybe over a weekend or something like that just to keep the flow of it i think my journey felt a little disrupted because i took that time off and right played other video games and did other stuff and i think this this could be that kind of game where you know you could have some friends over and everybody could just watch a playthrough yeah or definitely. you know if if you're if you have a significant other or a wife and they like games or if they like watching you play games then you guys could sit through and kind of experience this together um, yeah or yeah if you have kids i mean why not just have them watch you do a playthrough of this and kind of treat it like uh like a movie night or like a tv show where you can mm -hmm. break it down and like okay now he's going through the desert world and okay now he's going through the underwater world and oh he's up on the mountain he's almost there right. i could totally see that working oh yeah 100 percent. and that like it because it's simple and game mechanics are simple and stuff like that 
it would be not a bad intro game to like a non-gamer sure or something like that sure like if your significant other doesn't play games right you could probably throw this on and then might get down with it because it's much more experiential and stuff rather than you know i need to be uh, really good at clicking uh an a b combo or something like that yeah like, it, you know it's not as much that so i i found the playthrough pretty relaxing actually i mean there were parts where you're kind of like scared for the traveler right like but, in the tunnels or whatever but yeah but for the most part it's pretty relaxing just to sit down and just you know basically just push forward and, and keep going through the the maps um, right so yeah they talk about how there's sort of this category for casual games and i feel like this one falls into it as something you can you know throw on and, and beat in a couple hours if you want to and it, it's it's fun and rewarding but it's not it's not something you need to be laser sharp focused on right you're not sniping people right yeah yeah low um you're not gonna feel tense or anything particularly like right like you would in um a shooting game or something like that where you're trying not to die or whatever else so it's yeah it's it's cool it's it's a good experience um and definitely worthwhile like Put it on your wish list and wait for yeah. it to go on sale or something like that if you're oh, on yeah. the fence. Or, or watch a playthrough on YouTube or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just experientially, pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts about the game? That's kind of my general stuff regarding it. Do you have anything else? I mean, we kind of touched on how that game company, when they made this, they, they wanted you to have that emotional connection to the player. And I... I I don't know how they did it so well, but I think it's cool how they made you feel feel for this character and feel like you're you're actually on this journey. Because I, I mean, you know, you could almost see the pitch meeting of okay, we're gonna make this game where you you can't talk and you don't look like anything and you're just walking. I mean, like, what producer, what studio is gonna be like? Okay, let's make that game. Um, but they managed to make a game where you. Like I was saying before, you get scared for the character. You get happy when they, you know, get resurrected. Um, right. You you go on this roller coaster with them. It's it's so cool how they were able to do that. And I do, again, I don't know how they did it, but they did a really good job with it. Yeah, to be able to have you bond with your character that way when there's nothing you relate to him on. Like you said, they don't right. have any features. Right. Really. <laughs> um, just that you went on the journey with them or yeah. as them or whatever and it's like that's pretty good and really when any game gets you to have an emotional bond with the character they're doing it right yeah uh, definitely <laughs> and a lot of games uh either don't do that on purpose or they just miss but the ones that do uh that's good yeah. this one did succeed there for sure yeah definitely i guess to wrap up uh we got a little listener feedback uh nikki on twitter she wrote in and said it's such a beautiful game so relaxing at least to the point where I got lost somehow and gave up. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack is honestly so perfect. It would uh, drive evil boom- baby boomers mad that it's from one of those evil video games. <laughs> I need to repeat, it's super pretty. Uh, yeah, looks yeah. awesome. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And, and that they took you to all this different geography, like we yeah. mentioned, you know, with the snow and the sand and everything. It looks great. It sounds great. Uh this would be one where I'm like, I should just download the soundtrack and like yeah. listen to it while I'm at work or something. You get, you get <laughs> those games that kind of pop up every once in a while where it's, oh, man, I totally 
buy the soundtrack for that and i think this would be one of them i mean that you know got nominated for a grammy so it, it must right. be and it's not just us you know it seems like a lot right. of people like it right. and i could see myself listening to it just you know at work or something like that oh it'd be like perfect for right it because it's generally soothing and then right. you'd be like oh i'm in the tunnel and right. you start getting intense and you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> those deadlines come up you start listening to the scary music to right. get you start yeah, writing mean emails going. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um it's cool so um yeah that's journey if you have other thoughts on that please send them in to us uh about that or other games that you felt like uh really brought some elements that this game brought uh let us know about those too but you can email us at the greatest story ever played at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the greatest story ever played or on twitter at story ever pod yeah we will see you next time <laughs>